Hello and welcome to the Local Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Johnson. The Local Leaders Podcast provides a platform for successful business owners to share their stories, their experiences, their advice, and their ideas in order to help our listeners achieve more success in their business and in their lives. Get ready. Another great show is coming up. Hey, good afternoon, uh, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jeff Johnson. I'm the host of the Local Leaders Podcast, and we appreciate you being here with us today. And uh, we also want to thank our guest today, Gerald Judice of the Judice Inn uh, out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for being here today, Gerald. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, we, we are excited to, uh, to have you on today because it's not every day that we get to talk to a you know, a legendary business. And, and really, you guys, um, you guys have been around the block for a little while, but I'll, I'll let you tell the story and, and kind of tell us about the business and the restaurant. And, um, and then we'll go from there. All right. Well, I mean, basically, uh, my dad and my uncle, two brothers, they were, uh, they were from a family of 17 children, uh, number, number seven and nine, respectively. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they both, uh, grew up on a farm, basically a farm atmosphere. Uh, they both went off to World War II in different sections of the uh, armed forces. And when they came back, they both were working. Uh, my dad was at a at a hardware store. My uncle spent some time on the railroad, but also, uh, you know, had, had other jobs. But they always wanted to open their own business, basically. And uh, uh, the restaurant business just seemed to be a natural fit for them, coming from a family of 17. Uh, they were known by everyone in the city, of course, and most more or less in the parish because Lafayette wasn't that large back then. Uh, so they opened up a business. They uh, they actually opened up about a mile and a half outside the city limits back then. And that doesn't sound like a lot now, but back in those days, that was a pretty good little piece for people to go out just to go grab a burger or, or, uh, or to eat anywhere, actually. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, they decided to do it as some family-owned property they had bought from one of their uncles, and they built it out there. And they used to run back and forth to town. They would distribute some flyers, and they'd run back to the business and hope people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like I said, uh, you know, back, they opened in 47. We're going to have our 75th anniversary next year. And uh, uh, being from a family of 17, they all knew the Judice brothers, so they all knew all the guys and girls and family and they were lucky enough to have a good following that that came, made the drive out to, to the country to eat at their place. And uh, you got to realize back then there was not a McDonald's or Burger King on every corner. Matter of fact, those places weren't even around yet. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they served basically a hamburger menu. They had one of the few places that had burgers with beer and, and soft drinks and milkshakes, you know, similar to similar to a lot of the drive-ins now, but but they added the the beer atmosphere too, so uh, the families would be able to come out. A lot of the men would go sit inside and, and have a beer with their friends while the family ate out in the car. Uh, mm-hmm. We were originally a car hop type business. The, the the original restaurant was not very big. We only had probably about five or six tables, and the but all of our business was out in the parking lot. We would run car hop and bring the food out to the cars and and such. And over the years, most of their staff was children. I'm the last of eight. My uncle had six. And, uh, of course, a multitude of cousins and friends that, 
that came in and worked at the business you know, over the years. Uh, two of their brothers actually worked at the business for, for a while mm. in the early days, uh, as well as one of our cousins that uh, stayed with us for almost 50 years uh, during his career. So uh, anyway, uh, we, we just developed a nice little hometown family business. And it was uh, we're known for our hamburgers. That's about 90 percent of our menu, actually. And it's a very simple product, but it's very good. And I mean, I'm prejudiced to say it's very good, but we've won several awards over the years for the best hamburgers in town. We've been awarded uh, statewide magazines have recognized the best burgers in the state, as well as national magazines. And the USA Today listed us as uh, the best burger in Louisiana uh, in two of their event deals that they were they were running. Uh, so we're, you know, we're very proud of the little business. Uh, it's still just one location and, uh, hopefully soon to be more, but, uh, after 75 years, uh, you know, we're very proud of the success we've had up till now. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, it, it, as you were talking, it was kind of taking me back to the days and I got two things and I usually try not to talk much, but, but, um, one, I remember, I, I was around pre-McDonald's and all that kind of stuff because uh-huh. we didn't have that in our town. I, I came up in a small town in North Carolina. Uh, we had a Hardee's from the time I, as far back as I can remember, but McDonald's was years and years later uh, showing up to town. Uh, and then secondly, you're talking about the car hop. Um, you know, essentially, you were in the curbside business way before COVID brought the curbside yeah. business to everybody's attention. Yeah. So, <laughs> Really yeah, cool. Actually, uh, when when COVID did come around, in 20, when COVID came around and curbside was kind of the only means of, uh, mm-hmm. of operating, uh, I, I'm very lucky and happy to say that it did not affect us as bad as most restaurants. Uh, it actually helped us in a way because a lot of the nostalgia we had from the previous years of being a car hop business, a lot of people came back and they enjoyed eating in their cars again because that's what they did as kids when they came yeah. to their parents or you know, bringing their kids say, that's what we used to do when we were little, you know? And so, yeah, uh, we didn't really, uh, yeah, we were hurt like everybody else, but not as bad. You know, we, we were probably about 10, 15% off maybe yeah. throughout the entire year of COVID, uh, which still now, but, um, uh, I know a lot of restaurants really suffered a lot, a lot more because it was a, a, a drastic change not to be able to serve people inside right. and they didn't have a easy product to pick up and carry home like we did. So, yeah. Uh, I certainly uh, wish COVID would have never happened, but we were fortunate to be able to make it through that time. We never had to, we didn't have to let go of any employees. We didn't have to change our schedules that much. Uh, you know, we just kind of took the punches as it rolled and, and we were able to come through the other side pretty well. So yeah, we're happy about that. Your business is kind of like, it reminds me of the, the old drive-ins, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. the nostalgia related to that and, I was just thinking as you were talking, you know, the few drive-ins that are left in the country, um, you know, probably uh, if the weather was good, you know, did did well during COVID, whereas the major cinemas and indoor movie right. watching was done. I mean, it right, was done. Right. Um, so there's there's something to be said about nostalgia and uh, uh, eating in your car and going to the car hop and, and yeah. all that. And I'm sure that's a big, you know, a big part of and the flavor of, um, of Judice and the 
you know, the patrons that are coming in there have been coming in for years. And I read something about, um, what was it? Stall two or something? Yeah, uh, booth two. Booth yeah. two, booth two. <laughs> Sorry, I got it wrong. Yeah, uh, good old booth two. Our booth two members. Yeah, it was a group of gentlemen that were friends with my, my dad and uncle or, or became friends with my dad and uncle. Uh, you know, my dad and uncle, the business was their life. That was That's where they uh, worked, of course. But that's also where they entertained. That's where they uh, spent time with friends. People would come in. Uh, the Booth Two members were a diverse group of men, very diverse group of men, from carpenters and painters to doctors and lawyers to UL professors. Uh, the university here is, it was USL back then, uh, University of Southwest Louisiana. And we had professors. We had, and all these men would congregate and just spend the afternoons with dad and them sometime when they'd get off of work. It's usually a stop on the way home and they'd spend an hour or two with us. And, yeah. you know, uh, growing up working there, uh, you know, from roughly eight, 10 years old till, till uh, college, uh, you know, all of us uh, boys that were working there got a very diverse group of men to give us help, aid, oh, uh, yeah. suggestions, career advice. Uh, we learned a lot of stuff just waiting on those gentlemen. They, they seem to enjoy, uh, you know, passing along their knowledge to us. And we, we were open ears. We weren't dummies. We knew we knew they had all stuff to offer that we could use. So Yes, sir. Yes, uh, sir. And, and very diverse growing up in the business. So it was very interesting. And, and very similar to, you know, our audience here. And, um, and no matter how successful you are or have been, uh, there's always an opportunity to pick up a new idea or hear a new um, strategy and, uh, find a way to learn. So we, we all have to do that. And we appreciate you being on here today to kind of share that with us. But tell me this, when you took, you took over the business, how long ago? Uh, roughly 35 to 40 years ago. And, oh, Lord. Uh, when I was in college, uh, it was my first year, well, end of my first year of college. Unfortunately, my dad had a stroke that summer. Mm. Uh, and uh, about six months later, he had another one. So uh, for most, for the most part, all my brothers and cousins had already graduated college and were on their way. Uh, you know, we're very proud that my dad and my uncle put us all through private school and all through college, all 13 of us, uh, that were still there. And we're very proud of what, you know, what they did for us. Uh, but I was still in college at the time. My dad had a couple of strokes. So, you know, my uncle was getting a little bit up in age as well. So we needed someone there to kind of, balance out the schedule and give my uncle a break so he wouldn't fall sick as well. Right. Uh, so I, you know, I, I worked, I finished college. I, I worked there full time through college and I still had a very interesting college career. So I don't regret that at all. <laughs> um, but to make a long story short, uh, you know, I started working then thinking I was going to help out my uncle and, and keep it going for a little while. until dad got strong enough and then I would go on to my, my own career. But as it turned out, you know, two years turned into five, then five years turned into 10. And um, um, as as my dad, my uncle passed in 88 and my dad passed in 92. And I just I, I chose it as my career from then on. Uh, we working for a family business is, is different than uh, working for the general public <laughs> yes, uh, or in a, in a general set, setting. And it has a lot of benefits and also has a lot of um, uh, challenging mm -hmm. uh, portions to it. Yeah. 
you have to bridge your personal feelings or your your family relations with what's best for the business you know as well and that's kind of how we've ended up having one location for 75 years because uh you know it's it's not just a business for all of the children involved it's it's more of a our monument, so to speak, of my dad and uncle's uh, legacy and and such. So, you know, we we uh, we're fortunate that we've done very well and and stayed really busy and been a part of the community. And yet, you know, there's always the question of why haven't we grown and such. And we're we're starting to discuss it now uh, that my dad and uncle have passed and my mom and my aunt have passed, and so. We didn't want to mess up their legacy and their memories. And now it's looking like we're going to probably start adding a location or two. Uh, nothing big, nothing great, but, you know, there's room for it for sure. Yeah, well, there's always room for a great restaurant with, you know, great service and and super food. And, and you guys <laughs> definitely have it. I, I saw some of the accolades and the, the press related to the hamburgers. And uh, for anybody who hasn't been over and, and had a hamburger shame on you you've had 75 years uh, to to get over there and the and 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 tell me if i say it right louisiana louisiana louisiana, louisiana. yeah I, I know you don't drag it out too far but uh, I, I love you guys down there and it's it's always um it's always exciting to 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 talk to people in in different places and um you know I wanted to ask two questions. One is, uh, are your brothers and sisters still involved in the business at all? Or are you, uh, are they advising or kind of how are they in get involved if, if at all? And and then I'll go to my second question. Uh, basically, no. I mean, uh, the both families, all the children of both families still own a portion of the restaurant. Okay. And, uh, you know, as it was passed down from the families, uh, since I've been there, the longest I have the largest portion, but that's that's from my parents that passed a bigger portion down to me since I had stayed, right. but they're still all owners. But as far as operating of the business, no, it, it's it's pretty much just been me for the last thirty five years. Gotcha. Believe me, there's plenty of suggestions, uh, comments, <laughs> uh, corrections. Uh, well, well, that's where I was <laughs> on going. a daily basis. But yeah. as far as the operation of the restaurant, it's just me. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was going. I, I assumed you were running operationally, and um, you know if if, the, if if the family members had a had a share, I'm sure they had uh, something to say periodically about <laughs> things that are going on over there. But but it's also good, you know. It's good to have more oh, voices, sure. uh, especially when you start thinking about, you know, is it time to to expand or to grow? That's that's got to be a yeah. super big decision. Yeah. Um, you know, there's especially in in today's world. Um, you know, with the issues we have with food shortages, mm -hmm. food prices, staffing, and all those kind of things kind of going against you the timing is not necessarily the best right, right. Um, but you've got a great brand you know and and um, you know if you if you still feel the you know feel the passion and are able to put in the work um, to get get that thing up and running there's no reason why you can't be successful all over with uh, yeah. you know with your brand so uh, kudos for considering it and um, you know is is it the timing kind of now that's that's yeah, holding you back. Uh, you could probably split the line right down the middle between the two families. Uh, there's a bunch that have wanted to do this for many years. Mm -hmm. The other half is more of, like I said, uh, not looking towards the business side of it, but looking towards the 
personal and emotional side of it, the the legacy and the the yeah. um, I'm saying it's, it's a restaurant, but I'm calling it the monument to my parents. You know, right, it's like right. they, they 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 have a fear of duplicating it and not being able to duplicate the, the original place. And you never can do that, really. Uh, yeah. But you certainly have room. We certainly have room to grow a bit and have a few more locations. And then as those grow, you you, you take off from there. But um, now that the this is sad to say, now that the parents have passed and like uh, a big part of the non-growth and no risk factor was my parents, uh, especially my mom and my aunt, they were dependent upon the income of the restaurant for their retirement, you know. Right. Um, Anyone above sixty something knows that that Social Security and retirement is not going to be enough to take care of you. So yes, the restaurant was their source of of, uh, of retirement income, so to speak, and we were able to take care of them. Uh, I feel very well, and uh, but now we're at a position where you know we can actually make some moves because it's our business, not it, not the parents uh, as much anymore. So, mm-hmm. and we we've we've had discussions over the years, and I think just the the fear of uh, risking the what we the history of the restaurant and the restaurant that we've had was more than the idea of hey we can make more money by doing this. Right. Uh, it's it sounds silly, but it's true. Uh, we were fortunate that all thirteen of us have been somewhat successful. So the financial side of it hasn't been the premier portion of the business. It has mm-hmm. been just you know. Uh, maintaining what 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 everybody is so has near and near to their hearts right so uh mm-hmm. but at this point you know some of the younger the, the next generation are looking at it like well we wouldn't mind doing a location here a location there mm-hmm. and since the kids are interested that's what makes it more interesting for us to say hey let's you know let's do it <laughs> yeah yeah let's let's rethink this thing and see if we can because especially if you got one raising their hand you know going hey i'll take one yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, exactly, exactly. And, you know, if you especially keeping it in the family like that, then the right. op- you know the chances of of keeping the legacy um, true or being true to the legacy right. uh, are better. Of course, the more far removed you get from uh, your dad and your uncle, then that's you know yeah. even even more challenging. But um, yeah, there's there's a ton of pros and cons, and um, you know we can we can talk those all day long, but. Uh, it's you know I think I, I think the brand recognition is there especially in in uh, Lafayette and and sure can be translated out. You got people coming from outside your area to to right. dine with you, um, and you got seventy five years of history, which is is <laughs> you know hard to hard to to pass up to be able to to grow the business. Well, and, I'm sure anyone knows that that has been in a family oriented business. Family businesses generally tend to fail when you get to the third generation. You know, the mm-hmm. second generation will generally hold it up and keep it going. By the time you get to the third generation, most of them will end up evaporating or uh, when I say failing, it's not necessarily failing, but evaporating. It's just the interest right. when you grow up in a place that there's not as much interest as, you know, um, continuing that operation, especially in a small restaurant type business. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in, in a, a lot of others as well. Uh, you know, that's, I can't count how many local businesses I know of that made it to the second generation. By the time the third came along, they're closing the doors. It's not because they haven't been successful. It's just because there's no one interested in 
and running it. Yeah, and, and if you sell it, you feel like you've sold out your family. You know, it's not. Yeah. You know, it, it's everybody has their own personal deal. Some some it's a financial deal, and some of it's more of a, a personal, emotional type attachment yeah. to the business. Uh, we have a, a restaurant here in town that was the only only restaurant older than Judy's Inn that just recently closed, uh, and it was that exact deal. The, the the third generation was not interested in being in that restaurant anymore. It was very successful, great seafood business and uh, Don Seafood, and 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 uh, they actually franchised back, I guess, in about the seventies or so, but under a different name, and but it wasn't family owned. It was it was open franchise that was purchased and that business is still going, but it's never as good as the first one. And it just, you know, yeah. I don't think they're going to last very much longer in that aspect because the people, it's one thing when you buy a franchise and you operate it, it's hard to pass that along. You don't have that personal and emotional attachment to it. Like, like a, a true family founded business. You know? Right. Yeah. And, but, and uh, it does bring its own unique set of, of challenges to, as we as you've just spoke spoken about you know between you know people having some people having the the business side in mind some some it's more personal um situation and it makes it difficult to to do things and, and move forward uh, if indeed right. that's that's what you want to do so i i and i understand completely and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you guys will, will make the right decision uh, at the right time to to whether you whether you stay just like you are or you, or you try decide to expand it yeah. uh, but let me ask you this uh, it's kind of not necessarily switching gears but I'm curious about um, kind of how you measure success uh, in the in the business itself are you are you more of like the the numbers guy that's looking at the the you know the numbers and the spreadsheets and all that uh, or do you run it kind of more what I call by feel, you know, by mm -hmm. just being there and watching what's going on and seeing the reaction of, of the people? Kind of what, what, how do you, how do you, how do you roll in terms of that? Well, uh, I mean, basically you, you have to have a combination of all of the above, but uh, like I said, the, the business has been financially successful for the small place that we have. And, and uh, like I said, through, uh, put 13 children through not only a private school education plus college education. We have doctors and lawyers that, that continued education, mm -hmm. a few teachers with masters. We cover just about every uh, field there is from engineering to doctors, lawyers, nurses, teachers, uh, accountants, uh, you know, in, in, inside the family. And I guess our measure of success is more of the, feedback we get from the community it's a it's extreme honor when someone statewide honors you as a restaurant to be reckoned with in the state especially a small little place like we have yeah uh but the locals the and when i say locals not just lafayette but you know within a hundred mile radius we have people that come that are regular customers that drive 60 you know 50 60 miles to come to lafayette and their main reason is to get a to stop at judy's Inn and get a burger because they remember when they got one when they were a child or or passing through, they had one, and it was real special. It brought memories back for them, and uh, I mean that—that that is really the success that that I appreciate. And I'm not a dummy, though. The financial success has to be there too, or I wouldn't be so happy right. as well. Right. Uh, so you know, the financial side is definitely uh, a, a strong pillar of any business, but the 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 community uh, love and concern for your business 
uh, you know, when we had a storm come through and our sign was was battered and we had to close for a few days, the amount of people that just showed up and said, what can we do? Can we help you? You know, this is a little bitty cinder block building, you know, <laughs> Uh, but the people that would just stop by, man, if there's anything I can do for y'all, I want y'all to get open back quick and stuff. Yeah. And that, that's the kind of things that resonate uh, with me and with my family. Uh, when we travel, uh, uh, snow skiing or something, you're on a mountain somewhere skiing down the hill and, and, and you know, you'll, you'll start talking to somebody on a lift and, you know, this is all of my family. And someone's, you know, say, where are you from? Well, we're from Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah, we heard of this little burger place down there. Man, it, <laughs> that kind of thing just perks you up so much. You know, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Um, uh, the notoriety or the or the, uh, the 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 spread that we've gotten out of this little bitty business that my dad and uncle built themselves. You know, they they physically actually built the building themselves <clears> when they first opened. And so it, there's so much pride in the business as well as the financial side and the the family side of it. You know, it's, 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 it's neat. It's neat. Yeah. And also has its challenges. Like you said, you know, everybody in the family has their own opinion of of what we should do, shouldn't do and how we're messing up. What's not clean enough. And, you know, (laughs) yeah, that that sauce wasn't tasting just right last week or something. What what happened to that sauce? Yeah. I I, I noticed a little twang that wasn't there before. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good and it's bad, as we said, but, you know, I was just, it's funny in talking to different owners like yourself uh, throughout this, these podcasts that we've done, uh, I've kind of find, found that, that, that that's the two sides that, um, that people fall under when you talk about how do you measure success. Some are very <clears throat> numbers oriented and, you know, yeah. sales are, and, and, you know, labor and uh, food costs and, you know, they're all over those, those numbers and, and as long as all those are going in the right direction, they're successful. And then there's others who I just call it run it by more of a field. Yeah. Um, and and there's a few that's a combo, but I usually see people on either yeah. side. So it's just just interesting to. Well, I'd, I'd say we're a lot more on the field side than on the financial side. Uh, yeah. If you would look at our menu from 1950 to the menu that we have right now, there's not much change in it. it we have the same product. We do it the same way. Uh, over the years, we, I, I don't know if you're familiar, we, we do not sell French fries. You know how many people every day walk in and say, you can never hamburger with no French fries. Was that yep. the way my dad and my uncle opened? Uh, burgers and fries were not a thing back then because there weren't, there weren't locations all over the place of these places. So Yeah, they weren't synonymous to get together. Right. When they first opened, they, they had a burger recipe. They had their own seasoning recipe. They got the sauce mixed. Mix. It's not just <clears> some old mix some mustard mayonnaise together and call it a, a special sauce. It's a, it's an actual prepared cooked sauce that one of their uh, aunts or great aunts, I guess one of my great aunts uh, used for her meatloafs and her chickens and different things like that. And they just loved it. So they said, can we use it for our burger? And she was honored, said, sure. You know, and uh, it's our little, I know every restaurant says this, it's our own little secret sauce, but yeah. it, uh, it, you know, it, it propelled us to being different from all the other guys. And when, when, you know, as the years went by, dad and them didn't want to be like anybody else. They didn't try to keep up with the restaurant down the street. Say, we do what we do. We do it good. If you want it, come get it. If you want something else, go somewhere else. <laughs> they, they were a little bit hardheaded, but but uh, it, it, it was part of their success, you know. And I think a lot of the people around here and the people that came to town 
found it amusing that they were so independent thinking and independent uh, business. They didn't, they didn't care about any other, anybody else or what they were doing. Said, yeah. we know what we do. We're going to do it good. Yeah, if we, you want it, come get it. If you don't we, want it, that's okay. <laughs> we make we make the best burger in the burger in the state, and if that, that's what you got a taste for, come get it. If you want a that's French right. fry, you know McDonald's is down there. Yeah, we're not trying to add this and pull in that or add something else that somebody else is doing. This is what we do. We do it good. <laughs> yeah, and and it's worked for all these years. And and I I know you've got you know return. You, well, you built the business over seventy five years with return customers and then generational customers. Right. Um, are you, how do you reach, and maybe you're not, you don't try, I'm not sure, but are you trying to reach you know, new, a new audience, a new customer that, and if so, you know, what are you guys doing to get yeah, the word I out mean, to them? And this is, this, I'd say this goes back to dad and Uncle Al. They had a, they had a very strong, um, feeling toward education. Mm -hmm. And obviously they put us all through school. Uh, uh, not going to college was not an, op not an option for any of us. You, you were going to get a college degree one way or another. And then, then you make up your own mind after that. Mm -hmm. Number two, they were always involved in local schools. What, you know, we're a small business. It's not like we can make huge donations to schools, but we've always been involved in all the local schools, all the private schools, all the public schools. We're involved in their programs. We, we try to donate what we can. Uh, you know, we reach out to them to, you know, for teams to come by and, and, and have their, uh, you know, their, their after game meal or pregame meal. And, you know, so we've been involved with the schools as well as the churches and, and some of the other local organizations. And I think that's what's kept us relevant to the younger generation that is coming up and to other people, uh, you know, that, that, that weren't original Judy Sand uh, customers, but, but became them after they met, you know, their children were in school and they'd see our signs, they'd see our involvement with this program, that program. And for a small business, I think they just respect that. So they want to support us because we support them. And yeah. especially UL, that's one of our big deals where we, like I said, we can't donate a large sums of money or anything like that, but we contribute everywhere we can in these local organizations and things. And, and they, they, Treat and they uh, uh, reward us back by promoting us and 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 patronizing us over the years. So, yeah, that's that that's actually kind of like um, I don't know grassroots mar marketing or basic marketing. You know, one hundred and one uh, of being involved in the community and and making sure you're staying in front of people and um, and the you know the fact that education was so important to your. Um, to your predecessors, to your father, your uncle, and, and your family, uh, it makes perfect sense to to jump in and be involved in the schools because it accomplishes everything. It promotes, you know, education uh, as well as promotes, you know, the business to those folks coming through that system, uh, right. so that they can become lifelong customers, as as I'm sure so many people have. And then, you know, having having a, such a large family and such a diverse uh, a diverse uh, educational background not educational background, uh, professional background we we reach out in the different areas of the community that way as well because all my brothers sisters cousins they're all proud to talk about judy sin you know <laughs> so we we reach out in the community through them as well you know a lot of them will make donations in the name of judy sin just because you know they're they're proud of the little restaurant and and what we've accomplished over the years what my dad and my uncle have accomplished 
uh, you know, running a business is one thing, but opening one from scratch, that's, that's amazing. That that's hard to do. I've, I've tried it and been somewhat successful, (laughs) but, uh, but it's, it's, it's a whole different ball game to, to, uh, buy and establish or, or work and establish business and just start from the ground up and build one. And so we're very proud of my dad and my uncle that they actually built this thing and created this little dynasty, this little tradition that we are now, you know, uh, benefiting from. Yes, sir. It's, in many and, ways. You know. and, and a great tradition it is. And you're exactly right. And in, in fact, I, I talked with um, a business owner just earlier this week who had an interesting kind of story on that because he had a he had acquired a, a successful restaurant that had a, a you know ten year or so thirteen year history in the town he was from. He acquired that and and you know made it better uh, over the next several years. And but it was already successful, so you know there were challenges and, and different things like that that he was facing. But oh sure. But then he decided, um, okay, I got this down now. I'm going to go ahead and expand and open a second one in a new town. So, you know, then he got the experience of opening basically a brand new business, yeah. uh, you know, a brand new restaurant. You think, well, I've got my, my one location brand over here in this city and, you know, surely some people over here know about it. And I'm sure that's true, but you still got to basically rebuild the whole thing. Um, yeah, you got to reinvent yourself and your business and, yeah. and you got to present it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it, you know, there, there are different uh, and unique challenges that come from that. And, um, you guys, you know, before it's over, you may get to experience some of that, some of that directly. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if y'all decide to to expand out into another few locations, <clears throat> the question is, can you get another cinder block building? That's the question. Uh, uh, or, I think we would start. We would start close close in to where we can still utilize what we have now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the old cinder block. Yeah. And and you you probably don't want to actually lay the blocks yourself or no. put the wood up yourself. So, yeah, things things do get better over time. Our parents always wanted us to have a better life than than them, right? So, oh, exactly, exactly. Uh, it it seems like you guys have have. Um, I mean, it's it's really a great story. It's inspiring. It's 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 good to to hear from business owners like yourself who've who've taken a you know a great business and kept it great and you know made it better um in addition to that and are looking at you know potential of of expanding out and bringing that um a delicious burger to other other locations that maybe <laughs> maybe haven't had the opportunity to enjoy it with you um but uh, any you know i guess as we uh, kind of roll roll around toward the end of it are, the, are you having let me let me backtrack to some challenges are you having sure. any issues there with um uh, uh, staffing like most of our customers are having across the country or are you guys um, somewhat insulated from that due to your reputation and longevity and uh, and whatnot? I would say, uh, well, staffing over the entire 75 years has been a challenge. Uh, uh, we're fortunate because, uh, like I said, coming from such a large family, we've had a lot of relatives or friends of relatives that have come through the business that have worked for us. Um, but that is probably the, one of the bigger challenges for any restaurant. Now we're kind of fortunate because like I said, coming from a big family, have a, a, a pretty big reach in this community. Uh, we haven't had too much trouble finding people to come in and work. 
yeah. uh, during the COVID issue, we didn't let anyone go, even though we didn't need that, that the full staff. I, I kept everyone working, kept everyone busy because a, they needed their jobs and needed that to, to continue on. And B, I didn't want to have to start building from scratch again, like a lot of restaurants have are having to do now. Yes, sir. I'll probably shoot myself in the foot in saying this, the work ethic of people today is not the same as it was 20 years ago. It certainly wasn't the same as my dad and my uncle's era. I mean, you know, they call them the greatest generation for, for a reason. Uh, those are generally all hardworking men. They, they wanted to earn everything that they, that they got. And um, you don't find that as much anymore, but there's still some qualities some still diamonds in the rough out there that yes, sir. once you get them in. And, and I, that's one thing that we have been lucky too is with our history and our turnover of employees, those guys, when they walk in, they know that they're in a different little place. It's not just a job. It's not just saying we expect more out of you and not work-wise, but your personality, your work ethic, you, you need to show people that you're, that you're willing to take the extra mile for them because all we're doing is serving them a hamburger. So they got to come back and they got to want to come back for that hamburger. So they got to like you. They got to like respect you. And a lot of our guys will come back and tell me, you know, when I left the end on my next interview out of college, I told them I worked for Judy Sin and said, man, that's some good people over there. Uh, and they, they, some of them actually feel like it had something to do with them getting hired. That, yeah. you know, well, um, having that experience, knowing where they came from and, and the, the kind of background of my dad, my uncle, and their work ethic and what we uh, still train our employees in that same work ethic that they probably are going to get a good employee if that guy has the qualifications to work for, for these different organizations. So it, that's one of the other neat things is when my past employees come back and tell me, man, thank you. We really learned a lot here. That means that means more to me than a good day sales. You know? Yes, sir. Yes, Their parents will come back and say, "Man, you taught them a lot about a lot about work and finance, and and you know how to how to work hard to achieve than we could ever do." You know, yeah. and uh, just little comments like that they mean the world to me. And uh, you know that that's pretty much more of the success portion that I, that I like as much as the financial success. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that kind of goes back to that recognition or acknowledgement that, you know, that, that you've done well, you're doing good and, and you've helped someone that's, you know, that's just a, that's just a value, you know, it's a family value kind of thing. And, and, you know, finding people that have good solid values and, um, you know, and a good work, work ethic who are, who, who want to learn, who are uh, open to learning. It, it, you're right. It is more difficult today than than it was back in the day and um you know i hope that'll change somehow but I, i'm yeah. not sure i'm not sure how to fix that one <laughs> well it's uh it may be too really, late <laughs> <laughs> no it's never too late it's never too late just well, something, something may happen that's going to slap the, uh, another generation in the face where you're going to have to get up and do something or you're you know um if you don't help yourself there won't be anybody else out there to, to do it for you and Every so often, something turns it over, and maybe this COVID thing, or maybe it'll be the next thing. But yeah. you know, people, there's only so many people that can be taken care of. Somebody's got to be doing the, the, the grunt work too. So yes, sir, that's that's exactly right, and and they'll they'll see that sooner or later. You're exactly right. No, never too late. 
keep the hope up. And in the meantime, you know, you got to go find those diamonds in the rough who are there today. Right. Right. And, um, you know, get them motivated and, and, and keep them, you know, that's, that's the other part is you're not only recruiting, but retention. Right. So, so as we, uh, I guess, get, get close to closing up our, our show today, uh, Gerald, again, um, it's been fantastic learning about, uh, you guys and, and your family and your business and <clears throat> being able to share some of that with, with the audience or with our listeners. Um, and I didn't really totally prep you out on this one, but, but just, just out loud and thinking out loud, are there any like words of wisdom or final pieces of advice you might give to our listeners or any of our listeners who are, um, you know, thinking about opening up or starting up a, a restaurant or maybe you're kind of at the beginning of the, uh, the rest of the, the startup phase, any words of wisdom or pearls of wisdom, as my mom used to say? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, well, first of all, I want to thank you for finding us, and I'm, I'm excited to be, uh, be a part of your podcast. And uh, I mean, basically, as far as starting up anything or anything you do in life, whether it's uh, opening a, a business or, or your career, starting your career, I mean, basically, you just got to remember that, that hard work does still pay off. Sometimes uh, you might get slapped down a few times, but to, to, to stay true to what you want to do. And two, don't think you have to follow what others are leading you to. Choose your path and, and do work your hardest at it. And if you do a good job, you're probably going to be successful no matter what avenue you're trying to work into or what uh, career choice you're making. Um, trying to keep up with people around you can lead you often in very bad directions. Just follow your heart, follow your path and work hard. And more than likely you're going to be successful at whatever you're doing. Well, those, those are, uh, there's a lot of nuggets in there and uh, I'll make sure I, I dot my eyes on those and have the one, two, three, four, because, uh, amen. As they, as we say in the South, that's, that's great <laughs> advice. Uh, whether you're going in the restaurant business, whether you're, you know, trying to, have better relationships with people or, uh, or loved ones or, you know, whatever you're doing, those are, uh, are great, uh, words of wisdom. And, and I thank you too, Gerald, for, for agreeing to be here and, and sharing, you know, your story and your family's story, because it's not just yours, but the, the family yeah, story, yeah. uh, of the GDCN and, uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, and thank you very you, much for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And, and like I said, if you have not found your way there yet, get down there and have a burger with these guys and, and you can come in and eat it or you can eat it in the car. It doesn't matter. You just need to eat one. Uh, and you'll be a lifelong, uh, lifelong love for, for, uh, this particular business. And again, it's 75, almost 75 years old next year. You said it was the anniversary. April the 5th next year. So, so maybe we can follow back up, uh, with Gerald and, and, and join him uh, virtually for a big 75 anniversary party down there. And there you go. <laughs> well again we uh we want to thank you thanks for being on the show and and sharing everything with us and um for all our audience we appreciate you joining us here on the local leaders podcast and getting to hear gerald's story and um, please come back we're we're going to be releasing podcasts every monday and wednesday uh typically at 6 45 a.m so that when you get up in the mornings on those days uh, be sure to check your particular podcast platform and look for the latest episode of the local leaders podcast. Thank you again, Gerald. And I uh, wish you the best, sir. Thank you very much. Same to you. <laughs> and, and to our audience, we'll see you next time. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Local Leaders Podcast. You can find us at www.jeffzpodcast.com or jeffzjohnson.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Thanks again for listening and be sure to come back every Monday and Wednesday for our next episode.